0: Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald, and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. Here we are, episode 22. In our last episode, we talked about the idea that love and and love signals could come to us in the form of our pulse, of our heartbeat, of the blood that's pumping through our veins, animating us, making us feel alive. And I am charmed by the fact that what I want to talk about today ties into that. Today I want to talk about seasons and cycles and rhythms. And I'd like to do this by going on a little journey of awareness And before we do that, I want to acknowledge that this episode is set to air on the last day of summer, September 21st, which is the day before the equinox. The autumnal equinox is on the 22nd of September, and that marks the first day of fall. That marks that midpoint where day and night are mostly equal, and then moving forward, the nights start to get longer and longer and the days start to get shorter and shorter as the earth, at least in the northern hemisphere, starts to go into the mode of fall, of kind of gathering all that energy and bringing it in until we have the winter solstice, which is that darkest night. Well, not that it's darker, but it's just that it's long. It's the longest night, the shortest day. And after that moment, sometime in late December, We start to come back to the light, return to the light. The days start getting longer and longer until we hit that equal point again in spring. And then in spring, the energy starts to grow even more and more and more. The days get longer and longer. The nights get shorter and shorter until we hit that summer moment, summer solstice, the longest day, the shortest night, the most light. And then we transition back where the days and nights start to become more equal And then we'll end up here again. (laughs) So the timing of this episode is part of what inspired this theme. So let's go on a little journey here to explore seasons, cycles, and rhythms. Continuing from last week's episode, I want you to think about your pulse, your heartbeat. There's a rhythm to that. There's a cycle to that, right? And it's very tied to your breath. The heartbeat and the breath are very tied to one another. We inhale oxygen and then that oxygen is brought into our lungs where it's able to go into the blood, oxygenate the blood, and then that blood goes into the heart and is then pumped out to wherever it's needed, all throughout the body to deliver that oxygen to your muscles, your brain, your organs, all of those cells and tissues and as your heart pumps it's also bringing back the blood that no longer has oxygen that that needs to be oxygenated again and there's this cycle again and again of oxygenating the blood sending it where it needs to go bringing it back calling it back to the heart and to the lungs sending it back out it's this beautiful rhythm and as you inhale and exhale, you can also feel that rhythm, almost like a wave crashing on the shore of a beach. Inhaling, the wave, the water gathers up, curling like a beautiful crest of a wave, and then exhaling, it expands out, it crashes, it ah, like that water that washes up on the sandy beaches, smoothing everything out, and then it gathers back up again, inhaling, and exhaling. I'm starting us here with the breath, with the heartbeat, because to me, these are like, in a way, they're like the smallest interval of a cycle or a season or a rhythm. In a way, there's all four seasons in the breath, right? I think of the inhale kind of like the spring, right? It's like gathering the energy, inhaling. And then at the top of the inhale, it's kind of like that fullness of summer of like you're just, you have... Everything you need, everything so robust, so green, so lush. And then exhaling is like fall, releasing. And then that moment at the bottom of the breath where you've exhaled and there's that moment of quiet is like the depth of winter. And then from that place again, we wake up, we inhale, and we feel the the, the luxuriousness of being full of oxygen being so awake so alert and then again we relax with the exhale and so it continues and so that microscopic aspect well it's not microscopic because we can measure it with our eyes and ears and and whatnot (laughs) but that that micro version of a season of a rhythm you can feel it in your breath it's here it lives in your body And then as we expand out, you can see, oh, then there's the rhythm of the day. The sun rises in the morning. It's kind of like the spring of the day, right? The morning. And then it falls in the evening. And then it's nighttime. And then we get that, all that darkness, all those stars. And then it repeats again. And that daily cycle is something that's just a little bit bigger, right? It's a little bit bigger than the breath. And then we can expand out to the cycle of the moon. The moon is more of a monthly cycle. And it goes through being full and fully lit up by the sun at night to being partially lit up as it waxes and wanes. And the moon, it goes from being dark, the new moon, right? That's where the earth is blocking the sun from lighting it up at all. And that new moon, it's like there's like a dark, still winteriness to that, right? And then the moon starts to be illuminated more and more incrementally as the weeks go by. And then it's, you know, a quarter full, right? You see that, that half, what is it like? It looks like a quarter of a whole circle. What am I trying to say? No, it looks like half of a whole circle. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's half of a circle is lit up of the moon that we can see. And that's like the first spring, right? That's the first quarter is the springtime of the moon. And then it keeps growing, 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 being more lit up. And then the full moon is like the summertime of the moon. It's like so lit up. You can see so well at night. There's so much aliveness. I feel like I have more energy close to the full moon. And then as the moon wanes and grows smaller again, you have that last quarter of the moon. We call it a quarter I think it's because it's technically a sphere and all of that but it looks like half of the full circle of the moon is lit up and that's like the fall that's like this equinox that that we're about to approach here. That's like the fall time of a moon and then it goes back all the way down to the tiniest crescent and back to being a new moon where it's not illuminated at all. So there's another season, another cycle, right? The moon is this monthly rhythm. And the cool thing is that that monthly rhythm of the moon is reflected in women's bodies and the way that they menstruate. And so the way that they, you know, during menstruation that kind of can feel like winter, like it's like a deeper, quieter time. And then as their energy picks up with the spring after they've menstruated then it builds, builds, builds to like this crescendo of ovulation when they're most fertile and that's like summertime you know there's more energy, there's this dynamism it's like you're just so alive and then after ovulation things kind of start to quiet down and there's fall time and then it comes back all the way down to winter so That's another kind of monthly rhythm and as we continue to expand out then you can think about the four seasons which I know I've been mapping all of this onto but there's we'll start with fall or no we'll let's start with late summer because that's where we are right now. There's late summer which is that just like all that yumminess all that beauty of the summer starts to kind of consolidate. There's food to harvest. There's kind of completion of all those tasks as we move into fall As we move into this distillation of all that work, all that growth, we start to refine and gather it as we go into fall and then we go into winter. And that's that time of deep, quiet, being more internal, more reflective. And winter is such an important time. Part of why I like to think about things in terms of seasons is because I think it it helps us give proper emphasis and appreciation for the variety of seasons that exist in our lives. I think we all can tend to have some natural biases towards certain favoring certain seasons over others. And I think that exploring, seasons and exploring you know oh which seasons do I feel comfortable with which seasons do I like and prefer versus the seasons that you might resist that can help give insight into maybe some areas where you could shine a little more light you could bring a little more love and seasons to me become a powerful way to reframe things that might otherwise just feel like not fun and not yummy So continuing on this journey, there we are in winter, which is often a um, not so well-loved season, both literally, people can not like the cold and not like the short, um, short days and long nights, but also I think on the more emotional level, sometimes we don't like to be so still and reflective and internal sometimes it can be uncomfortable to sit with ourselves in that quiet and to just be but there's a lot of wisdom in winter and when we can embrace resting when we can embrace that quiet time where so much is actually happening on the deeper quieter levels i think of a tree that loses its leaves in the fall a deciduous tree like a maple or a oak tree that winter time is part of what makes that wood harder it's part of what makes that tree as robust as it is and it's even a time you know as there's heavy snows and things like that where certain branches might fall down where the tree gets to kind of refresh itself because it's distilling down to its most core parts so that then when spring comes it's ready it has gathered up that energy. It, it has spent that time resting so that it can bloom with new growth in the spring. And so then, speaking of spring, we start to emerge into spring. And spring can be an interesting energy because, oh, it's so yummy. You know, there's that freshness, that lime green of fresh leaves and growth. There's baby animals, which, oh my gosh, don't get me started. I love baby animals. Um and there's all this newness, and there's all this freshness and excitement, and it's like things are waking up. You feel that warm, warm dimension to the breeze, whereas in fall, you might feel like a cold snip in the breeze. In spring, you start to feel like, oh no, there's warmth coming through. But the thing about spring and fall, I guess, is that it it can be a bit of a jerky transition, right? There can be a lot of Rain and then it's really hot and then it's really cold and then oh you get another cold snap and so it can feel like a little jerky sometimes as we start to kind of but it it even reminds me of like a baby animal learning how to walk right it's like it's not as coordinated and smooth as the the maturity of summer which has man when summer finds its stride it's that glorious warmth and robustness everything's alive the birds. The animals, the plants, everything is shining and growing, and just like so, oh, it's it's really strong, right? There's a strength in summer, and there's this celebration in summer too. But there's a there's a lot of energy in summer. There's, in a way, it's like the most productive kind of time seasonally. And then we come back to fall, so. I hope that that has painted a picture for you and I'm curious as you hear all of that as you sit and just take a moment here to notice you know from your breath all the way out to the sun the moon I didn't even acknowledge how the stars change their placement throughout the year and the seasons but that's happening to the seasons each year and then there's bigger seasons right there's especially if you look at the rotations of different planets but there's so many layers of cycles of seasons happening and you here you are the individual that you are listening to this right now you're held inside of this dance of all those cycles all those rhythms all those seasons how does it feel to know that All those rhythms happen whether or not you're paying keen attention to them, right? You breathe even if you're not paying attention to it. Your heart beats even if you're not paying attention to it. The sun rises and sets even if you're not paying attention to it. There's this way to me when I think about that that I feel incredibly held. And there's also a way that I feel like here I am sitting in the middle of the most beautiful piece of art and sometimes I forget that sometimes I don't notice that and so I think that's another aspect of why I like thinking about the seasons why I like thinking about cycles and rhythms because it's like a beautiful entry point to savoring the beauty that I'm in right now, right here, right now. The preciousness of this moment, this late summer day that I'm in right now. I wanna read you a love letter that feels like a very late summer love letter to me. It was actually written in early um, January of 2020, on the 9th of January but it feels so summery i think because this is when i had first moved to the desert and i was bonding with that sunshine feeling and just a sense of aliveness and hope of the warmth you know for me it was interesting going from colorado in december of 2019 and then driving that first you know few days of 2020 out to california because it's like it's like i sped it's like i jumped seasons almost And it was interesting to feel that, that rush of all that sunshine and warmth. It was so soothing. I think because I had felt so internal for so long because of the pandemic, because of just even my own headspace where I was at in 2019. And so to kind of emerge out, to blossom out into what felt kind of like an early spring and summer uh, felt really nice and like something to celebrate here's this love letter one day i saw you walking towards me carrying every kind of sunrise in your hair and in your cells your pace was steady dignified purposeful but also incredibly effortless and light I felt all the energy rush up in my body, a combination of excitement and nervousness. That moment before something amazing and life-changing happens was upon me. You got closer and closer and closer and then there you were right in front of me looking into my eyes and breathing in my breath, hello. I couldn't tell if I said it or you said it. You smiled and my heart melted and bloomed. I smiled back and a hummingbird flew by. You took my hand and said, walk with me for a while. And we did. My heart and body hummed and there was a music to our every step and breath. And life unfolded before us like a book Eager to be written. How cool, right? So many of these love letters feel like forms of me talking about meeting myself, loving myself. But in that exploration, There's this sense of other, there's this sense of something beyond me, of meeting my creator, of meeting my beloved, of meeting my purpose. And so there's this sense when I think about even that love letter, right? It's like that sense of excitement and nervousness right before something amazing happens. I feel that about life. It's beautiful. It's really fun to think about that. Yeah. (laughs) That feels like such a springtime energy love letter because it's like that, that beginning, that beginning energy, the start of something new, which is an energy if i reflect on my my own um, kind of bias towards certain seasons i definitely have a bias towards spring and i i am a spring baby i was born right right like a week before uh summer starts and i love springtime like i said earlier i love baby animals (laughs) and i love pastel colors i love i love easter i've always loved easter it just feels like such a fun holiday to me um And I love the way my mom and I celebrated it, my grandma too, growing up, Um, just with like lots of fun decorations and activities and so nice. Um, But yeah, I love spring flowers. I love, oh, I just, I, I, I love that like bright, vibrant lime green, almost yellow, that plants give off when they're just doing their little teeny tiny baby leaves and um and i also love the feeling of a new beginning and and even that that kind of freshness of like oh i'm merging up waking up out of out of winter and i'm curious and this is a great journaling exercise for you all or just a a gentle reflection exercise what's your favorite season right what's your and and contrastingly what's your least favorite And to acknowledge, you know, winter, I think a lot of people struggle with winter um, because it can feel cold and dark and heavy and there's just like less energy, there's less color. And I think on the more emotional, mental level, it can feel like things are so quiet and things are so still. In a way, we're left more with our own thoughts which makes me think you know what if winter what if part of befriending winter is really just an invitation to befriend our own internal landscape right the landscape outside starts to kind of push us indoors at least if you live somewhere that gets cold out here where I live winter is actually a time where a lot of people come here because it's warmer but I can even feel it you know it's just it's a little colder I want to be inside more There's more time where it's dark out, so I feel more like I just want to be kind of cozy. And so, back to that question what if winter is really more of a reflection of what our internal landscape is like? You know, the external landscape starts to get quieter, and our internal landscape becomes more of what's emphasized. And I think many of us can struggle to feel deeply at home with our thoughts, deeply at home with our internal landscape. But what if winter is a time to befriend that internal landscape, to make it feel cozy and rich and dynamic? And beyond that, when I think about winter, I also think about the Chinese five elements theory. And winter, in that system, is signified by water which i think is something i've talked about in previous episodes and the element of water is tied to wisdom and ancestry the wisdom that we hold but also the wisdom of our ancestors the element of water is also tied to the feeling of fear and there's that way that when we're so deep in fear we can become frozen and so it's interesting right that fear and wisdom could live in the same dimension and that as we're going deep into winter whether it's the winter of just the time in our life is a winter time right more of a restful reflective time or if it's seasonally winter for us as we go into the depths of winter we might encounter fear but we can also encounter wisdom one of the things that can help us to experience more wisdom as we go deep into the element of water and to winter time is the element of metal that's the element that comes right before water and seasonally that's represented by fall and fall metal you can also think of minerals and so it's like this idea in chinese five elements of gathering the minerals the the nutrients the gems of our experiences gathering those as much as we can in fall as we harvest right as we um, you know I even think about people who um, are on farms like the way that they'll can things like they preserve they preserve what's useful they keep it to bring with them into the winter so what is it you want to carry with you what are the lessons that you want to carry with you so that as you go into the depths of winter you have those gems that add like like minerals and water add, you know structure and, and nourishment to the water. What lessons, what nourishment do you want to bring with you into winter? And so that's a wonderful question to ask yourself now, because here we are approaching fall, which is the time of the metal element. And metal, to go deep, I'll go through all five of those elements here in this episode. Metal is related to the emotion of grief, but it can also hold incredible wisdom and um, incredible, gosh, like insight and dignity. There's a dignity to the metal energy and the metal element. And so there's grief, right? There's loss. The leaves are falling. This exhale, right? We're letting go. It's a letting go time. Things are rotting and returning back to the earth. This, if we think of the seasons of our life, is the later stage of life, right? We talk, they talk about that a lot, the autumn of our lives. It's those later years where we start to like let go of what's no longer needed. And there's this distillation of the core elements. What's most important? What do you value? The element of metal is about what you value, what's truly important. It cuts away anything that's not necessary so that you're left with this beautiful structure of dignity that shines like a like a gem would shine, like a crystal would shine. And so That's the season that we're approaching here. Now the season that we're actually in correlates this late summer that we're in this day that you're hearing this and that we've been in for a while now is late summer and that's the element of earth. And earth actually, it's interesting in five elements they talk about earth being late summer but they also talk about how the earth element shows up each time we transition from one season to another which I think is interesting. It does make sense to me though I feel like earth like even like like things can get a bit muddier in those transitions right like like both mentally emotionally but also physically like if you live somewhere that has distinct four seasons fall can be pretty muddy spring can be pretty muddy (laughs) you know like it's pretty it can it can happen um and so summer late summer is connected to earth and earth is this element of very nurturing and it's very loving it's kind of like the mother energy and earth can become it can like in an unhealthy way can almost become suffocating right where it's like too much um, too much of it right like too much literal earth or mud kind of muddying the waters or, or getting kind of gumming things up so to speak but when there's just the right amount of earth it's like it holds you like a beautiful clay pot or or like you know the walls of a river bank hold that water and let it flow through it or like you know a healthy soil will let a sprout break through it and grow so earth when it's balanced it's very supportive and when there's not enough of it when when earth is weak then you know floods happen or plants don't have anything to grab onto And so this earth energy, it's also related to harvest. It's kind of tied to um, fall and, and, and metal in that way. There is this harvest energy, but there's less of the letting go. There's more of the robustness and celebration of, oh my gosh, look at this bounty. Look at all that the earth has provided us. And so there's a real sweetness to earth. And I think that that season, that late summer season, and early fall um, is a season that a lot of people can easily enjoy as well because of course it feels good there's abundance there's so many plants there's so many things to eat there's just like everything's like alive and um, there's like a, a very warm feeling to that and then backtracking further so summer true summer the the height of summer is really tied to the element of fire and fire is related to the heart it's related to joy and laughter but it can also go into anger and kind of wanting to just burn things up right so fire there can be it can be a lot of energy right all those things i described are high energy feelings and it's so it can be a lot and so I, I know like for myself, I think as a kid, especially like summer almost felt too intense to me. It's like, I didn't know what to do with all that sunshine. <laughs> like, ah, it's just too much. <laughs> and this feeling of like, there's so much to do, but like, what do I even do? And it's, it was, I think it was hard for me to match my energy to summer. And it's like, I craved more of the, the balance of spring or fall where, oh no, the nights are still more equal with the day or, you know. And it's interesting to reflect on that actually. Anyway, so to continue, fire element, it, it's all about blooming too. It's like, it's like all the flowers that lead to, you know, the fruit, the squash, the apples, whatever comes later, like in the earth and, and metal times, the late summer and fall times. So it's a beautiful, ripe, alive, like, blossoming It's like when things become, you know, fully formed. And it's a powerful time. And there's just a lot of joy and laughter and it's, it's beautiful. And we need that fire. The cool thing about five elements is it talks about how each element is needed to support the next. So, like, we need that fire. We need that blooming to support the ripening of earth and that time of harvest, right? you If you don't know this already... Plants, to produce a fruit, basically all plants need to have some kind of flower because that's where the magic of the, the different kind of the, the male parts and the female parts of a plant combine to then create the fruiting body or like the the seed, right, for new life. And so that flower of, of summertime is needed to create the fruit of fall um or of you know that earth time that metal time and then as we eat the fruit or whatever we we save the seed right and we carry that with us that's that's it's almost like that's when we'd be doing that is like that fall time is when we're we've let certain crops go to seed and we gather those seeds and we separate them from any other materials that that might start to rot or somehow kind of lead the seed to not last through the winter so we we separate any you know fruit or anything off of the seed so that we can carry that seed with us into the dark of winter and then plant it in that darkness so that then it can grow in the spring so we need all those steps along the way and backtracking further so I left you at fire the element before fire is wood and wood is like springtime. It is like, ooh, growth, vision. It can even be, there's some anger. There's There can be some kind of intensity <laughs> in springtime too that like, oh, just like pushing, driving, making things happen. And wood is that element that can break through the hard earth and and, and break through and burst open and create a new pathway. It's about vision. It's about, beginnings right and so we need all that growth of wood to support the blossoming the flourishing of summer and fire and so wood springtime the element that comes before that we're back to where we started is water and as i said before water is winter it's that deep quiet rest time and there's a lot of wisdom there and that if we brought wisdom, if we brought deep quiet, I think of like a, a person meditating in a deep dark cave or something. If we can bring that stillness, that and the and the restoration that comes from that into wood, if we have waters also that have that are rich with minerals because of what happened in the fall with metal and what happened in the late summer with earth, we're able to bring all that nourishment into the new life of wood and springtime and so each step each phase feeds the next and and supports us having a rich and and fruitful time in each season and so as we bring those minerals and all that richness and all those insights from The whole season as they rested and and kind of became crystalline in winter were able to fuel a whole new cycle as it becomes new growth and wood that then becomes the fire, the blooming, the growing that then becomes, you know, the the fruits of earth that then becomes the seeds and wisdom of metal that then becomes the deep quiet and rest of winter. It's beautiful. I could go on and on and on. I love five elements theory because it makes so much sense both on a literal nature observable reality level but also on the internal levels of our emotions, right? When I take time to sit in the winter of quiet and reflect on something, this this cycle could even happen in a day, right? I reflect on something spend that time in quiet then I'm able to come into that wood energy of having vision feeling inspired wanting to grow and reach for things and then I get to celebrate that I created something that I and then I'm in that fire energy of like blooming and growing and excitement and then it starts to like mm, mature into this beautiful fruit and something that I can feel nourished by as I move into earth And then as I move into metal, maybe there's the grief of, oh, wow, that's done now. I finished that project. I finished that process. And there's that sense of maybe grief because it's over, but then also satisfaction because I'm nourished from the whole experience. And then I gain even more insights and new, new awareness that I'm able to bring with me back into that place of quiet. So I hope that These ideas meet you exactly where you're at, whatever season, whatever element, whatever rhythm you're at in this moment in time, whether it's bright and and cheery like the fire of summer or if it's dark and quiet and reflective like the deep stillness of winter or wherever you are in between. I'd invite you to play with exploring these ideas of the seasons these ideas of the five elements too. And if you wanna journal about anything specific in relation to all of this, I'd really recommend right now, because it's just such a perfect time for it to reflect on um, you know, what is it you're harvesting from your life right now. Here we are, late summer, early fall, the season of earth and metal, these two energies that are very nurturing and dignified. People have also talked about how the metal element can kind of feel like the father. It's like earth is the mother, metal's the father, winter is the ancestors, the grandparents, wood is the child, fire is kind of like the adolescent becoming an adult. And so thinking about that, here we are right at that dance between the mother and father energy, the earth and the metal energy. And it's about what you're harvesting, what you're gleaning from life right now. What do you see in your life that's of value that you want to bring with you as you move forward? What do you want to bring from this whole past season of experiences? What do you want to carry with you? Those shining stars and stones, gemstones, into into the wintertime. And what is it also that you want to let go of? This is a beautiful time to let go. As we move into fall, it's such a beautiful, natural energy to release things, to let things go. So what is it that you'd like to let go of? Yeah, cool, I liked this one, this was fun. I know I got real nerdy about all the different parts, but I hope that it was fun for you all to hear. And. I would highly recommend looking up five elements theory and you could even see the, the chart of it because those five elements are mapped onto a circle that then has um, a star to connect all of them. And it's, it's a wonderful world. I'm sure I'll talk about it more here on the podcast in the future, but that today felt like a great time to overview it. I hope that met you and brought you some yummy insights. So as far as a love signal, I feel like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I feel like all these things are love signals. Our breath is a love signal. The seasons are love signals. This invitation to savor all these different aspects of life. I feel the love signal in all of that. And I think that meeting these changes in seasons and cycles and rhythms is a way to mirror back that love signal to itself right to meet it you may not know where the love signal begins or ends maybe it started with you and is echoing back to you maybe it started out there and you're echoing it back out but there's a dance here and there's such bounty to celebrate so may you be well You know what to do if you love this if you love this podcast and you want other people to know about it or you just want to support me you can you can mention it you can share it you can post about it and you can subscribe you can leave a comment or a rating but really word of mouth is my favorite i if this touched you in any way please let somebody know if you want to reach out to me directly i have a email address lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com that's lovesignals with a plural so it's s at the end of signal podcast at gmail.com and i'll be with you next week i can't wait to see what else comes in the meantime there's so much love here for you may you continue to feel it more and more every day in every way take care